This Alabama basketball fan's been waiting for the proverbial anvil to fall on his head that Alabama is is just rolling right along. Well, I wonder if I shouldn't look up. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein. That's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good. Wore a black shirt. My arms grew back. There you go. God, no. Woo. Lucky you. Um, Jimmy, uh, you know, we've been talking about on this podcast for a while about uh, when Alabama is doing so well in basketball, we always wait for the piano to fall on our heads like Wiley Coyote. Yes. And there may be a reason to be worried. Um there are very strong rumors, and I would say, uh, as of this recording, which is at nine o'clock on Tuesday, we have both basically confirmed there is something happening with Charles Bet- Charles Bediaco's knee. Is it is it awful? Is it season ending? Is it just going to be painful and he can work through it? Is he going to miss just a game, two games? None of that we know. Something happened with his one of his beautiful, beautiful knees. And um, it is frightening because he was playing fantastic. In fact, this is ironic, Jimmy. Today, as I'm driving into work, I'm listening to the Field of 68 uh, on Sirius XM, and they talk about, okay, what team should be number one? You know, Alabama got ranked number one. Who should be number one? And they all basically said it should be Alabama. And, you know, they said Brandon Miller is Brandon Miller. I mean, Mark Sears is Mark Sears. But, but two of them actually said, you know, the guy that's really standing out to me is Charles Bediaco. He's he's making a lot of things happen. Now, I'm going to let you have your moment on this, but here's why. It, assuming it's not season-ending or a four- to six-week thing, which could effectively be season-ending, let's, let's assume it may be a play-through-the-pain or a week or two thing. Let's assume that. I can see this as, okay, let's silver lining this mother. Nick Pringle will have to play a little more. Noah Gurley will have to play that position a little more. The problem, obviously, is we play a really good team tomorrow night in Tennessee that's got some big people on it, and we could use a big person. But Charles Bediaco is also very prone to fouling out or getting a lot of fouls very, very quickly. Um, So maybe this will give uh, some of the other guys time to shine. And every time – for the most part, I mean, Oklahoma notwithstanding, every time this year that it feels like Alabama might have a setback, uh, somebody has always stepped up. So let's see if this team continues to have somebody step up. Um, again, I'm not trying to start out with something negative. I really wanted to start out with Alabama being ranked number one, which we will do talk about in the next segment. But uh, this Charles Bediaco thing just hit me like a grand piano from the third floor this morning. And um, so, yeah, Jimmy, what are your thoughts? Well, my thought is a grand piano hitting you from a three-story fall would be worse than a than a, a bump to Betty Ako's knee. That's that's that's, that's your one opinion. Thing. That's that's your opinion. <laughs> I'm no doctor. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I mean exactly what you said. I mean, all, all I've been able. I don't like reporting things that aren't true. So that's why. I also, all I've been. I do believe his knee is hurt. 
and it might be bad. And I know that's not a lot of information, of course, but I don't like saying things that end up wrong. But in, in terms of what we know or what I know is Betty Ocko's knee is, is hurt. Uh, it could be minor. We could see him play Wednesday against Tennessee for, for based on what I know. Or he might be out for a considerable time, which, which could be season ending. I mean, so, so I, we don't know about how long he'll be out. Uh, I'll just tell you a guess. My feeling based on what I've been able to put together is he might be out for a couple of weeks, maybe two weeks, uh, which is bad. It's not good. Uh, as Luke said, it feels like sometimes with our basketball program for years, whenever something great happens, something terrible happens right after, very on-brand, waking up to waking up to the news that Bidiaco hurt his knee in practice yesterday is like on-brand. For, for Alabama uh, after something great happens. Um, okay, what would be the effect of losing Charles even for a few games? Uh, you know, you could survive it because of the depth. I mean, the two guys that would eat up Bediaco's minutes would be uh, Noah Gurley and uh, Nick Pringle. They're both good players. Uh, I think one of the uh, ironic things about how good we are this season compared to last, last season weren't too good Noah Gurley had to play a lot of minutes, and frankly, he was a little disappointing, I think, based on what we thought we were getting out of Furman. We, I think we expected more and thought Gurley would be better than he was a year ago. Now we've, now we've improved the depth to the point that Gurley plays a lot less minutes this season, but he's better. I think this, we thought we were getting last year. It just took him a year to, to, to catch up to the speed and size of the SEC game, he'd been playing at Furman, uh, but but Gurley's pretty good, and, and and I think he's gonna actually produce some offense that we don't get from Bediaco. Nick Pringle will play more minutes. That's a good thing. Pringle might be the best pure athlete on the whole team. He's an amazing specimen in terms of running and jumping, rebounding, dunking. Uh, what he just doesn't have a lot of is what I would call game. And by that, I mean offensive skill. I mean, I, I don't really know what his shot is outside of the dunks. But, hey, the Duncan's good. <laughs> and and he's so athletic. He's helping you on defense for sure. Great rebounder. So Pringle and Gurley can help you. But they're not Charles. If they were, they would be playing and Charles would be sitting. Charles plays for a reason. And let me tell you, you can't replace a seven-foot guy with his wingspan on the floor. He affects things we don't see. Uh, we, we're a stat-driven society. When the game's over, we immediately look at the stat sheet. What are the stats? Charles does things that are very positive that aren't on, that isn't on that stat sheet, but he helped you uh, just with his size and ability to alter shots and, and maybe a lot of guys that are like, hey, I'm going to drive this lane uh, – change their mind and make a business decision not to because they see Charles Bediaco standing there. So he, he, he's helpful in, in many ways and it would be a loss even for just a few games. Yeah, you're right. And here's the thing. Look, I know we all enjoy watching Nick Pringle play because I think he might be the best athlete on the team. Um, the game against Florida late in the contest when it felt like every play was an alley-oop to Nick Pringle and it was just, throw it as high as you want to, and Nick will just go get it. I mean, it doesn't matter. He can go as high as he needs to. And uh, so I've had several Alabama basketball fans say, you know, I really want to see more of him. Why doesn't he play more than Charles Bediaco? We're about to find out. 
I mean, it could be, it could be that maybe this is Nick Pringle's time to shine. And everybody's like, whoa, okay. Maybe the, even the coaches staff, they're like, okay, we didn't know you could do this in, in big time game minutes. We didn't know that. Um, Cause Betty Aka would, was holding his own, but now we can depend on you a little more, or it could be that it becomes blatantly obvious why Betty Aka is playing more. So I, I think it's, it's going to be one of those two things. Um, I guess, fortunately, unfortunately, because I always hate it when injuries play a part, but uh, Tennessee could be without two of their starters, their game time decisions tomorrow night too. Um, They already have a lot of shooting woes. Uh, I don't think either one of them is one of their big guys. I think they're more like wing players, but uh, Tennessee could be without some of their dudes too. And again, this late in the year, everybody's going to be probably dealing with some injuries. I mean, it's it's not the same as football, but – you know, you still played a lot of basketball, and Alabama's been in a lot of uh, big-time games and a, a lot of high-pressure-packed moments. So, yeah, it, it doesn't. It's not. It's kind of shocking. This is really the only injury we've dealt with so far. Nor, I mean, I guess Namari Burnett earlier in the year, right? Um, but it, really, it, it feels like for the most part, and I, and I guess if you want to consider Javon Quinley not being there available at the first, but this is certainly the biggest potential injury. Of the yeah. year uh, to date, we had guys. We had guys when Namari Burnett was out. We had a handful of guys that. Really, I mean, we had Rylan Griffin. We had Dom Welch, who was coming off the games he's missed uh, that he had missed. So, it felt like we had more options when Burnett was out. I think with Betty Aco out, well, Pringle and Gurley can do some things, but they're not Betty Aco. Yeah, Betty Aco's different. Um, I need to tell everybody about FanDuel now. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and here and now is the perfect time to download, download, or download. Download. That's what I would do. I'd go download versus download. FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book, and it's the official sports book partner of the NBA and the NFL. Because new customers get no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. You can't beat it with a stick. It's awesome. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. I mean, they got all that micro betting stuff, whatever you want at FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your pet bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get in on your no sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Also, go check out Locked On College Basketball. It's it's a lot of fun. And, again, Alabama is the new number one, which we're about to talk about in this segment. So um, they will have a lot to say about that because, you know, here we come down the home stretch. You're going to want to know more about these teams coming up. Locked on college basketball is where you want to go. All right, so Alabama is the new number one in college basketball. Again, uh, not to be pessimistic, I'm I'm thrilled. I love this. I think it's awesome. What a coup for the university. We are the only school in the last eight years to be number one in football and number one in basketball uh, in that time period. Uh, One of only like 10 or 15 schools in the last 25 years to hold that moniker. Of course, in the last – 10 years, I think only four or five schools have have been number one in football. So, um, you know, that's going to be a small pool to choose from. 
Um, but it is a, a nice feather in the cap for Nate Oates and, and company. And just, again, the way the ball bounces, the way the schedule falls, whatever day you want, uh, I'm just going to have to play Tennessee at Tennessee. Tennessee is coming off two gut-wrenching, I'm talking about just disemboweling losses. I'm talking like think Braveheart at the end when they were just taking out all his guts. I mean, they were just – and it's weird how eerily similar the two plays were, um, just crazy. And so Tennessee, I feel like, is either going to come out with their hair on fire or they're going to come out and they're just – they're like, what next? I mean, maybe they're waiting on the piano to fall on their head because – but here's the other problem I just thought about, Jimmy. Please, six-ounce – no, eight-pound – Six ounce baby Jesus, please. It's six ounces. It that'd be terrible. I don't think he was a preemie. Um, Worst Christmas story ever told. (laughs) They didn't even need a manger. They could have just (laughs) used in your hands. Um, That was kind of sacrilegious. Anyway, um, just I don't want Tennessee to beat us when we're number one in football and number one in basketball in the same year. Oh, gosh. Whoa. I didn't know where you're going with that, but that was that was a – man, you just punched us all directly in the face. That that would be – I mean, wouldn't so, that be the case if they, would, if they won? Uh, yeah, I guess we were number one when they beat us, right? Or was Georgia one or was ten, or were we one or Georgia I one? I thought we were one. I think we might have been one. And, and, again, on brand, right? I mean, Alabama is – between the miles arrest, you know, which was sort of like, what? I mean, when things go great with Alabama basketball, there's always, you know, a kidnapping next. I mean, that's kind of, you know, what, what happened, you know, a few years ago. Um, and, and here, here the on-brand thing is not only Charles's knee, but you're finally number one for the first time in 20 years. And you'd like to remain number one for at least a week, right? So who do we play? A top 10 team on the road. It's the first game we're playing after being ranked number. Why couldn't we have been ranked number one the week that we went to LSU? But no, no. We have to be number one the week that we're going to what I think is the best or second best team in the SEC, Tennessee, who's so good defensively. Uh, you got to play them in their place. They're going to be, like Luke said, possibly with their hair on fire after the two gut punch losses to Missouri and Vandy on, on last second shots. Uh yeah, this is very on brand for Alabama to have. Hey, you're hey, good news, you're number one. Bad news, the bus is headed to Knoxville. So we'll see what happens. Uh, there's you know, a couple Tennessee players might be out. Uh, that could be helpful if that happens. You know, they got some banged up dudes themselves. Uh, we'll see. And uh, and then you got Georgia at home, a very, very winnable Georgia game at home on Saturday. So you get through this one and uh Wow, 14 and 0 is looking uh, highly realistic. You get through this one, but this is a tough draw. It's the toughest SEC. The way the season has played out, Luke, this is the hardest SEC game on the on the schedule. Well, and considering that Bediaco could be out, um, yeah, and, and Tennessee is, is. I mean, they're not desperate. I mean, somehow they're still ranked number ten, which I don't get. I mean, I think the AP voters just love them, but and again, that's fine. It doesn't matter. But it, it's. Tennessee probably feels a little desperate. I mean, this would be a monster win for them. I mean, I think – didn't they already beat Texas? And did they beat Kansas? I can't remember. 
Did they beat Kansas? Uh, I don't remember either. It doesn't matter. So, anyway, it'd be a big win for them. Um, very quickly, the new bracketology came out. I would love this bracket, which <laughs> means we'd probably be the second one seed to lose to a 16. Boy, do you see how quickly I go from optimistic yeah. to pessimistic? I mean, it really is record time. Oh, um, took one knee injury. Yeah. Uh, but Alabama would play the winner of uh, Alcorn State and, and FDU, and then they'd play the winner of – NC State and Florida Atlantic, that would – I can live with that, although NC State is dangerous to me. Um, there, there's no the, easy second-round games. There, there's no, no there isn't. But here, there, here's the rest of them. The top 32 teams in the country are all really good, every one of them. They're, they're really good. Here's the rest of the bracket. Uh, Creighton, Alabama, uh, arch rival Creighton. Then Liberty, who we've already played this year and beaten. Indiana, who took us out – uh, in the – was it the first round several years ago in the NCAA yeah. tournament? Uh, and who took us out in 1976 on their way to an undefeated national championship. VCU, Iowa, Boise State, Marquette, who's really dangerous, Hofstra, Northwestern, who just beat Purdue, Auburn, that's interesting to me, Baylor, who's getting their act together, and Vermont. Yeah. Now, I know I said a lot of good teams in there, but, man, I like that bracket for us. I like the way it plays out. And yeah, if we get to Baylor, that's going to be it's going to be a tough road. But Baylor's good; they won a national championship recently. But I, think, I mean, I think Creighton may be the best team. Creighton and Baylor, but yeah, I agree with you. Creighton, Creighton's really good. Uh, I, I saw a good discussion this weekend on uh, on on the TV set uh, about who's the best team in the Big East, and my answer, of course, was like it's UConn, right? But these, these guys convinced me that Creighton's better than UConn. So, I. Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about a couple of offers going out for Alabama football. And we're back. So um, Alabama's offered Bobby Pruitt from down there in uh, Mobile. This is a a hard-hitting linebacker that Sterling Dixon actually alluded to the other day. It was like uh, he, he copied him on a tweet or tagged him or whatever you do with tweets and said, hey, I'm going to get this guy to Alabama. And I was like, I hadn't really heard much about him. Yeah. Well, he's a heck of an athlete. He's also a basketball player starting uh, in, uh, down there in Mobile since a freshman. I mean, that that's tough to do. Um, he's He seems like – do you know anything about him? He's down there oh, yeah. from your neck of the woods. Yeah, I know a lot about him. Uh, Cam Pruitt, he goes by Bobby for some reason, but uh, I guess maybe it's Cameron Robert Pruitt. I don't know. But I, to me, he's Cam because that's how, how Theodore lists him in the, in the, in the roster and – how he's listed on rosters, but my understanding is his nickname's Bobby. But uh, Cam is is really good. Uh, I'm a little surprised, and, and by that I mean, you know, I'm very familiar with him and, and know his game really well. He, he's basically been a starting defensive back for his first three seasons at Theodore. He kind of started out a corner and then, then kind of has been a, a, what I would call a move safety. I mean, he's a safety, but they play him all over the place. Uh, but, but really, he's a safety. At 6'3", 190, uh, which is incredible safety size, especially for high school. Uh, but his best trait, Luke, is this cat is physical. He will absolutely knock your head off. He, he is a great hitter. So I think a lot of teams, based on his frame and based on his physicality, believe he's going to grow and become really more of a coverage linebacker type, you know, a guy maybe playing especially every down, you know, Will linebacker is he, or Sam linebacker as he continues to get bigger. His dad, Etrick Pruitt, 
was a really good player at Southern Miss that, that ended up being drafted and playing a few years in the NFL. So that, that's, that's his, his gene pool. Um, what's interesting to me is I thought, Luke, it's a really good year in Mobile. It's not an awesome year in state, but it's a great year in Mobile in 2024. And I had Cam, I think, before recruiting really started for the 24 group, I had him about the seventh best kid in Mobile, which most years means, you know, probably Southern Miss or South Alabama most of the time. But it's a, it's a really deep year, right? Well, I, I was wrong. I, I, I've now bumped him up to really about third. And, and, and it's because his offer list just blew up. I mean, he's been offered by every Alabama's one of the last to get on board but what happened was the southern miss uh because his dad played there austin armstrong who was at southern miss was recruiting uh cam to southern miss and then uh cam uh, then austin apparently talked to alabama staff and nick saban who approves all these things uh into hey this is a kid this is a kid we need to offer uh he's good enough for here too uh and, and he's got other good i think he was offered by notre dame yesterday uh so so cam Pruitt's a pretty big deal Positional versatility. Uh, when I make this comp, uh, it's going to turn some of y'all off. But let's just remember how good a prospect this guy was. He's a lot like Demoy Kennedy, who came from the same program at Theodore. Uh, and and if when I describe Cam Pruitt's game, it sounds like I'm describing Demoy Kennedy three years ago. Tall, can play DB, can really run. He's a big hitter. The question is, okay, what position is he going to play? We're still asking that about Demoy three years in, and now Demoy transferred out of the program is going to play. For Deion Sanders of Colorado um, is sort of similar to Des Moines. Maybe it works out better because he ends up neatly fitting into a position. Alabama will find out what position that is this summer in camp because even though he's got an offer, Luke, uh, the majority of kids who have Alabama scholarship offers, really what they're told is, you have an offer from us. Feel free to tell everybody in the world you have an Alabama offer, but we can't take you until we see you in camp. Uh, we want to work with you and put you through our drills and put you in our scheme and see how you fit with our program before you're a take. There's a difference between an offer and a take. Um, but but Cam Pruitt's very likely to, to leave Alabama's camp a take. He, he's very impressive. He's been a college hitter for two years in high school. And the Theodore is an outstanding 7A program. They had a great team this past year. Uh, they were undefeated for a long time. That's hard to do in 7A football before I think they lost in the quarters of the semis in 7A football, and Cam Pruitt was a big part of that. And finally, Jimmy, just very quickly, Jordan Ross gets the Alabama offer. This is a rush edge from Vestavia, a uh, very good player, and um, I've been waiting on him to get this Alabama offer. I think a lot of him. What do you think about him, and what do you think about Alabama's prospects? Yeah, I don't know quite as much about him being from Birmingham, but I do know this going into the 24 process, Jordan Ross was uh, sort of a big name in Alabama. I think you saw him on the earlier list, ranked as high as number two or three in the state. He had a lot of big-time offers early, though not from Alabama. This is a classic edge rusher, uh, very tall, very long. Uh, again, this is how Alabama, you know, this is what happens when you recruit nationally and recruit at the elite level nationally is even a kid ranked that high from Birmingham. I think he plays at the Stavia Hills. Uh, even a kid uh, is going to have to come to camp. 
he's going to have to come to camp. He, he's got the Alabama offer. Is he an Alabama take? He can prove it at the camp. Uh, and again, uh, other programs can't recruit like that. They have to be making him the highest priority right now to be able to land him. But Alabama recruiting the best edge prospects in the entire United States can say, hey, we, we need to see you in camp to prove that you're actually one of the two or three best because we plan on signing maybe two of the best edge rushers in the United States. So you got to come prove that you're that good. Uh, we know where you rank in Alabama, but we need you to rank among the top two or three edge guys in the country because that, that's that's how Alabama recruits, which is a nod to Saban, uh, certainly. Uh, but uh, Jordan Ross has significant upside, long, lengthy edge rusher. Alabama's been recruiting those types extremely well in uh, recent classes. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for today's pod. Thank you so much for tuning in, making this your first listen. Go check out the Locked On College Basketball podcast. Be sure to visit all our sponsors like FanDuel and uh, keep subscribing. We appreciate you guys a ton. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow with more Roll Tide till then. Roll Tide.